It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is the only show about the Oklahoma City Thunder every single day. We start another week recapping another Thunder win. They beat the Wizards 121 103 on Sunday. They play again this afternoon against the Phoenix Suns. We're going to recap the Wizards game and preview the Suns game coming up. This show will, of course, have a different tone than what Friday night did after the Grizzlies' disaster. Uh, but we overview this game uh, by saying Stephen Adams was out. Uh, he, he went through pre-game warm-ups, and he was still a bit sore, uh, so that he was a late scratch. There was one report saying he was going to play. Uh, after pre-game warm-ups, he decides not to play. That's probably a good indication of where he's at for today's game, but we'll see this morning uh, whenever we get to talk to Billy Donovan. You know, I, I would consider uh, with Stephen Adams, he was only going to play one of these games, and so in terms of winnability, it's best that he plays against Phoenix and not Washington. Uh, so hopefully he can be out there this afternoon against Phoenix. Mike Muscala was back and made a huge impact in this game. Andre Robertson was out with a foot injury, but it was just precautionary, just rest. I'm sure like, like Adams, you were only going to play him on one end of a back-to-back. You might as well play him on the Phoenix end when you've got to shut down Devin Booker more so than the Wizards where you're going to shut down Ish Smith. So I think that that's where Andre's rest came into play there. Nerland's Noel was also a late scratch within, with a right ankle injury. He was out against Washington, so you were down to Mike Muscala returning from concussion as your starting center. And it went well. I mean, the Mike Muscala experience went well at center. He started out with three threes in this first quarter. He was fantastic. Uh, two of those threes coming before the nine-minute mark in the game with Oklahoma City starting on a 10-0 run in this contest. Mike Muscala was awesome in this game, and he's been awesome this entire period here in Orlando, this entire restart. 
Mike Muscala has been a spark plug. Up until that concussion, he was draining threes. He was he was finding this Thunder team offense, which we saw in their two losses, Denver and Memphis, uh, that without Dennis Schroeder, that offense is a lot harder to come by. Adding a three-point shooter like Muscala can actually really help this offense. I've said it before, I think Mike Muscala can be a spark plug for this team and really, uh, in the postseason, be a difference maker off the bench. If you are struggling to score, you put him in there, and if he can make a couple of threes, uh, then all of a sudden that can really help turn your game around, turn your team around. I, I would not write off Mike Muscala being a difference maker or at least having one game in the postseason when you look at and just say, well, that was the Mike Muscala game. He, he took over. Uh, he helped that second unit score, and, and he really helped win that Thunder you know that Thunder team of basketball game. I think that Muscala can do that. You saw him tonight against Washington uh, perform at an excellent level offensively. Uh, you know He was one of the leading scorers with 14 points. He goes four for eight from beyond the arc. Started out red hot from three-point land. A couple of rebounds, uh, an assist. You know, he did have the turnovers, but still, Muscala played a really good game, only playing 27 minutes as a starting center. I would also point out, this is the Wizards. They're a terrible team, but that's kind of offset whenever you lose Adams and you lose Noel, and you're down to starting Muscala. You don't have Schroeder, who's one of your best players, who's the sixth man of the year. You don't have Andre Roberts, who's been coming back and playing some great defense for you. You, you don't have a lot of guys that make impacts on this team. Uh, and, the, and again, even with that, you should have been favored over the, over the Wizards. You were a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over the Wizards. You should have beat the Wizards. Uh, but to command this game the way the Thunder did is still impressive, even though it was the Wizards, because of the outside factors uh, that the Thunder could not control. The ball movement in this game was incredible. Uh, now that part... I will say it's it's good, but that part can be attributed to the Wizards playing a a haphazard zone. They didn't really care. Scott Brooks was trying everything he could he could try, uh, but this team officially eliminated from the postseason play and even the play-in game. Uh, this team didn't really care about this game. One of their top scorers is it Smith, so that should tell you a lot about where this team's at. They haven't won a game in the bubble. Uh, you're not going to play intense zone defense. And when you don't play intense zone defense, you're going to get beat by ball movement. And every, and every zone is really uh, is really at risk of that, of getting beat by ball movement, but especially a zone that doesn't really try, and this Wizards team did not try. So the ball movement was encouraging, but we'll see if it can carry over into future games against defenses that are playing man and against defenses that really are trying, unlike the Wizards. This Wizards team didn't even try tonight against Oklahoma City. Uh, Diallo, Baisley, and Nader were the first wings off the bench. They all came at the same time. They they uh, joined Muscala and Shea on the floor. And Shea looked, again, just like he was going through the motions. Now, he did look better in this game. There was an improvement from the Memphis game and from these seeding games to yesterday. Uh, there was a, a vast improvement. 18 points in this one, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, only had the 2 turnovers, and he got a steal back. There was an improvement. The big concern is 0 for 2 from beyond the arc, shooting 50% from the field. His shots still lacked a ton of lift off the floor. He still didn't look right shooting the ball. But the encouraging part of that is he did look right running up and down the floor. So maybe it's not a leg injury. Maybe it's him going through the motions. Maybe it's him not caring enough about these seeding games. Whatever it is, he still needs to pick it up. Because it was an improvement from Memphis, but he still is not back to what he was for most of this season. Uh, and again, he's averaging 19 points. He got 18 in this one. But the, the, the game physically just looked different 
for Shea in this contest. He really should have had a bigger game against Washington. He should have a, a bigger role for Oklahoma City, and he is a second-year player who's now trying to learn uh, or, or adapt to another position, which is point guard. Uh, usually, again, when Dennis is here, he's not playing point guard, so that's, that's an added adjustment to him, but he just kind of looks like he's going through the motions right now, and I'd really like to see him break out today against Phoenix and, and really kick it into gear because, uh, again, the stat line is nice. The stat line's been pretty nice this entire time in the bubble, but when you actually watch him play, that is not the same Shea you saw prior to the bubble. That's not the same Shea you saw all year long. He clearly is lacking something on his shot. He clearly is not going 110%, uh, and for whatever that reason may be, whether it's injury, whether it's not caring about the seeding games, whatever it is, whether it's playing the Washington Wizards, whatever it is, uh, he needs to figure it out. Uh, but still, this was an improvement from, from Friday. Let's make another improvement today against the Suns. So Shea needs to pick it up, but I did like that small ball lineup of Diallo, Baisley, Nader, Muscala, and Shea. Uh, it's not very um, conducive to winning uh, in the sense of against most lineups, but against the Rockets, when they go small, can that steal you some minutes on the floor? Uh, if Nader's knocking down his shots, if Baisley, who hit five threes tonight, is knocking down his shot, and then you've got Shea playing at hopefully the, the potential he's shown throughout this season, can that steal you some minutes against the Rockets reserves, who I think you're going to match up with in the postseason? Uh, I think that it could with no bigger than, than uh, Houston is. That could steal you a few minutes, and then you're going to get uh, Dennis Schroeder back, of course, for the postseason as he's set to rejoin the bubble here pretty quickly. I did like the lineup when it was on th the floor together, but it was the Wizards. It was their zone defense, so I can't take too much away from it. But I did enjoy seeing Baisley, Nader, and Muscala on the floor together. They had a lot of three-point potential. And then Diallo had a heck of a game, especially at the end, which we'll talk about. Uh, Terrence Ferguson got first quarter minutes for the first time in the bubble. Uh, he was alongside Baisley, Nader, Diallo, and Shea. Uh, and that's really when, whenever the team went extremely small, and they put Baisley back at that five spot, once again showing that that's something that Billy Donovan wants to continue moving forward. And he's talked about that to the media, uh, saying that in a couple of years here, whenever Baisley has added more weight, has added more muscle, you could see him playing that five position. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if he can uh, consistently shoot, you saw him hit five threes yesterday in a career-high scoring night for him. If he can consistently shoot, he's a great cutter, he's a great ball handler, he's a great passer. If he can add shooting to that and then some, some good weight to play defense, I mean – he would create a ton of mismatches for a lot of centers in this league, and he could play in a in a smaller era, in a stretch it out era of basketball. And he could provide another element to the Thunder offense uh, of of letting you run your offense through him at the elbow, or even going five out. He can add a lot of things to this offense at that, at that center position if it's something you want to move forward with. Obviously, today was a random situation where you didn't have uh, Noel, you didn't have Adams. Uh, hopefully, that never happens again in Orlando, but. And obviously, this year, he can't play that position in the playoffs because he's just not big enough to defend and, and rebound adequately at that position. So it's not going to be a instantaneous move here, but you could see it going forward, and that's something to monitor as we move forward here. But after the first quarter, uh, the Thunder were shooting 50% from three-point line, but most of them were from Mike Muscala. They had a 15-point lead in this first quarter, and then they finished up leading at the end of the first quarter, 34-25 to Oklahoma City. Coming up, we're still going to keep recapping this game, talking about one issue that's been plaguing this team in the bubble for the last three or four games. But first, I did want to tell you about our good friends over at CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. 
Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends over at CBDMD have an amazing duo that help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or a shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recovery combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arsena and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo and everything else that CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oils products from CBDMD.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So in the second quarter, we really saw a recurring issue with Oklahoma City, and that's that they just came out and had no energy whatsoever. Uh, Baisley and Nader did provide a spark offensively. Nader had a couple of strong finishes at the rim, altering his shot and and finishing over defenders. Baisley had a a beautiful three-pointer, a Euro-step drive to the basket. At halftime, he had 14 points on his way to a career high, 62% from the field at the half, 50% from deep, four rebounds and a steal for Baisley at the half. Uh, He really came alive in this game, and it goes back to what I said after that Lakers loss, while he played terrible on the stat sheet and, and even watching the game, he also did everything right on the floor. The shots just weren't falling, and, and the ball wasn't bouncing his way. In this game, the ball bounces his way, and he has a career night scoring 23 points, the youngest Thunder reserve to ever score 20 points. He's only 20 years old, and you see him always making the right decision on the floor, and it comes together for him. He's never, even at 20, made a boneheaded move where you just look at it and say, what are you doing, Darius? What are you, what are you doing on the floor? He's always doing the right thing, and it paid off for him in this game. But outside of Baisley and Nader, uh, that second quarter was bleak. I mean, you had Shea airballing shots and all of his shots still ending up short. Uh, You had him just looking like he's going through the motions. And then you had a lack of defensive energy against Washington. Uh, And I know that Washington is not good. And I know that you should have won this game. And I know that you're without uh, your top players. But you're just lucky Washington is not good enough to make you pay for it because you gave up a ton of open shots in that second quarter. Washington couldn't cash in because they're just such a terrible team. And you got lucky in that sense. If you came out with that sort of energy against a better team, like you did against Memphis, who is a better team, they make you pay for it. And that's how you blew an 18-point lead in one quarter, in half of a quarter, against Memphis. Washington finishes finishes this game only 41% from the field, 25% from deep. They kept missing open shots. They never led in this game. The Thunder once led by 22 points. But the energy is the big thing here because you saw against Denver, them lacking energy at times. You saw it against Memphis, them lacking energy at times. And in those two games, those teams were good enough to beat you. Washington wasn't. If you lack energy moving forward here, you're only playing good teams. Moving forward here, uh, there is not a team uh, that isn't capable of beating you. Washington is not capable of beating you. But t- today, the Suns are. They're the, they're the last undefeated team in the bubble. 
They're trying to get back to the postseason. This is the first time it feels like since Charles Barkley was playing there. Uh, Devin Booker hasn't won a thing in his NBA career. He's finally finding some success now in terms of team wins. Uh, they're, they're fighting tonight uh, against the Suns. And the Heat are still fighting for their seeds. Now, against the Clippers, maybe uh, you can play this way. Maybe you can play without energy and still beat them. Not because they're not talented, but because by that time, the last game of the year, maybe they have their seeding locked up. Although, they're only a half game up or one and a half games up on Denver. So, they've still got a lot to play for. The energy uh, that the Thunder have lacked in this in these last two games here, it has to change immediately if this team wants to continue to win and continue to make an impact. But that was really uh, the only glaring thing in this game was the lack of energy in one quarter, uh, which you can surmise that being the case whenever you win by you know 20 points and whenever you had a lead of 22 and never lost the lead in this game, you can probably guess that there was only one glaring weakness. Uh, but it was that energy, and I understand why, but you have to snap out of that because you also had that lull against Memphis, and it came back to bite you because Memphis is a better team, and Memphis beat you. Now, even though you were up by 18 points uh, after the first quarter, you still lost that game and lost that lead in less than half a quarter. That's how quickly NBA games can shift. But at halftime, Oklahoma City was up 64-48, uh, 53% from the floor for Oklahoma City, 47% from three at the time. In the third quarter, Mike Muscala continued his takeover, and it just goes back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, he can provide a spark. He can provide something uh, that most of these guys can't. I mean, him and Nader would probably be the most likely bets off the bench to just get scorching hot from three at a random time in a playoff game and make you scratch your head and, and wonder how they won that playoff game without you know the bench scoring. And I'm not advocating for Muscala to start or even be one of the top rotational players, but if you find yourself struggling offensively, you might want to throw him in there because this is not just the one-game thing against Washington. Yes, he had a great game against Washington. Four three-pointers, 50% from the three-point line, 14 points. He had a great game against Washington, but he's been doing this in Orlando this entire time up until he had a concussion, so he does not have as much on film as these other guys do in Orlando. But before that concussion, he was still red hot, and he was st we were still talking about the same sort of thing with him last week before he got hurt. So I'm not going to hold the injury against him. He's been doing this in Orlando. If he keeps this up these last three games here, you might consider him being one of your first break glass in case of emergency guys. If, if your normal lineups can't get it done, you might want to throw in Muscala uh, and try to get that spark from him. Uh, Shea came alive a bit in that third quarter. Uh, he really was starting to attack the basket strong. He got fouled a couple of times, got sent to the line, uh, took contact. He looked good in the third quarter. And it's been spurts with him, which – is, is somewhat encouraging. You know, he had that fourth quarter takeover against Denver. He had this third quarter resurgence against Washington. And that's kind of encouraging because you know it's still in there. And that makes you think it's more of a mental thing. Uh, for whatever the reason is, he's not taking these games as seriously or focusing as much on them, uh, not necessarily an injury thing. So the fact that that gear is still there, as we saw in the third quarter, is encouraging. You just want to see Shea get back to doing that from quarter one to quarter four, not just in these short little bursts here. Uh, you'd really hope that he can put together a, a good game coming up soon. Then the last thing to really talk about in this game, you know, recap here is, is Hamadou Diallo's fourth quarter. Hamadou Diallo has been a wild card this entire time in Orlando. Uh, he's fallen into favor with Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan has been trying to play him as much as possible, and 
Some games he looks great, other games he doesn't. Uh, in this game, he provided energy, he provided defense, and he played a solid 25 minutes, scoring 13 points in this contest, and then six rebounds and two assists for him in a steal. Uh, but that fourth quarter is where he really shined. He had two fantastic drives and finishes at the rim, a, a putback dunk, a great three-pointer. He made some fantastic cuts as well off the ball. Hamadou Diallo showed in that fourth quarter why Billy Donovan keeps giving him chances. And if he can be consistent with that, as he has these last few games, it's going to be something you look for moving forward with Hamadou Diallo, who's a second-round pick. And you're talking possibly about someone who can hang around a while in Oklahoma City. But it's time now for the three big things. Number one, as I've said, the Wizards are bad. They're a terrible team. They had nothing to play for. They were already eliminated. They were god-awful. But the the Thunder were still shorthanded, and they had an impressive win against the Wizards. We saw that lull in the second quarter. That was really the only lull in, in intensity and in energy that they had all night. You even saw Chris Paul playing 33 minutes in this game, including not checking out for the final time until the two-minute mark in that fourth quarter. They took this game seriously. They handled business. They beat a bad team like they're supposed to, even while being shorthanded, even on the front end of a back-to-back, and even with three games and four nights. They did what they're supposed to do. The Wizards are terrible, but again, the Thunder were shorthanded, and that makes this win even more impressive than normal. Uh, you look forward here with Darius Baisley showing his potential. That was the second big thing in this game. Baisley just went off and shows you why the Thunder drafted him and shows you the conversation we had uh, about him on, on Friday after the Memphis game with him and Brandon Clark. Yes, Brandon Clark is more ready to win right now. He's more polished right now. He's also a lot older. He, he's also a college guy. He's not a New Balance intern like Darius Baisley was, and he's putting it together slowly, is Baisley, but he's still young, and he shows you in this game why he was a first-round pick. The third thing is Mike Muscala can legitimately be a spark plug for this team. He did it consistently before the injury. He comes out and does not miss a beat, scoring four three-pointers and providing life for this Thunder offense in a spot-start situation that he did not expect to start his first game back from a concussion. So credit to Mike Muscala in this one. That's your three big things from this Wizards game. And coming up, we're going to do the MVP of the game, talk about the bet outcome, the Moneyball outcome, and also preview the Suns game. But I do want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably still had dial-up internet. You probably didn't know how to work your email properly. You might have been still on Hotmail. But 20 years ago, you could have been buying auto parts online at rockauto.com. My favorite part about rockauto.com is not only their selection of hundreds and hundreds of makes, models, manufacturers, and everything your car needs, but their website. Their website is easy to use, folks. You just go to rockauto.com, and for someone like me who knows nothing about cars, not even the slightest bit about cars, in fact, the one time reading these ads, I talked about a windshield wiper. It's the only car part I could think of, but... I know that if I need something, I can go to rockauto.com and find it because their website lets me put in my make, my model, my year of my vehicle, and they'll only show me parts that are compatible with that car. And that's the most important part to me as someone who wouldn't be able to tell otherwise if I'm buying the right part or if this part I'm buying will be compatible. The website doing the work for me is a huge deal. So go to rockauto.com, find all the parts your car will ever need. Tell them Locked On sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's now time to find out who won the MVP of the game in the Thunder 121-103 win over the Washington Wizards. MVP right now. You the real MVP. The MVP of the game for the Oklahoma City Thunder has to be Darius Baisley. Baisley scores 23 points, five three-pointers, six rebounds, one assist, and a steal. Baisley was awesome against Washington, and I also like making this pick because he proved me right whenever I said don't give up on him and that he was doing everything right on the floor. You saw that come to flourishing against the Wizards. I know bad team, bad defense, historically bad defense, terrible zone defense, but still, he made the right plays, and this time those plays were successful for Darius Baisley. The money ball outcome was, of course, Darius Baisley, who scored five three-pointers. I, like you, did not pick Darius Baisley to lead the team in three-pointers. And then here's where I got into some trouble and tried to outthink myself in the bet of the day. I bet Wizards plus nine and a half in this game after I saw the report of no Steven Adams. I saw the report of no Nerlens Noel. I saw the report of no Andre Robertson and, of course, no Dennis Schroeder as well. I bet Wizards 9.5. I bet the Thunder to win outright, but the Wizards to cover 9.5 points. Clearly, they did not, and that moves our record to below 500 in the bet of the day. So trust me, if you go to my bookie, you might want to start fading me pretty soon. But let's get into uh, the Suns preview. Uh, moving forward here, it's a quick turnaround for Oklahoma City as they start playing again today at 1.30. So in this game... Gallo has not played a back-to-back all year, so you might be without Delino Gallinari. We'll have to see what happens with Billy Donovan this morning as he talks to us here in a couple of hours. We'll have to see what happens with him. Uh, But Gallo has not played a back-to-back all year. I do not think it'll start now inside the bubble, especially given the stretch you're on of games played every other day. But he could play. Uh, If he doesn't play, maybe you start Muscala again. Who knows what can happen with that lineup if, if Gallo does not play. Adams and Noel both sounded day today. I would expect at least one of those guys back, if not both. And then Dre, again, sounded like it was just rest because you're not going to play him a back-to-back on both days. You might as well save him for Devin Booker. So I think Dre will play as well. The Suns are the final undefeated team in the bubble and look pretty healthy moving into it. The what to watch for of this game has to be who's going to guard Devin Booker. Can anyone guard Devin Booker, who's on an absolute tear right now, including hitting game winners over Paul George and Kawhi Leonard uh, inside Orlando? I want to see Lou Dort match up against him. I want to see Andre Robertson match up against him. We saw Andre on LeBron a few times, and again, it was successful most of the times, but at times he still got beat by LeBron. I want to see what he can do against Devin Booker. Lou Dort has been a bulldog. He's been one of the best defenders in the NBA all year long. Let's see him continue that against Devin Booker, who's on an absolute tear right now. The energy levels is another thing to watch for. We talked about it earlier If you go into another low like you did in that second quarter against Washington, like you did in that second quarter against Memphis, you're going to lose this game. The Suns are too determined right now, playing meaningful basketball for the first time uh, in a decade. They They are so motivated to continue to win. If you lack energy, they're going to beat you tonight. Uh, Adams and Noel, it's another thing to watch for. If they play, 
how do they look off that knee injury and ankle injury respectively. And then I'm going to watch for Shea's shot. His shot has been short. His shot has not been uh, crisp. His shot has not been smooth or consistent inside the bubble. He needs to get that together moving into the postseason. One more thing to watch for off the floor is both of Donovan's press availability this morning and also post-game because there's rumors right now that Dennis might be returning to the bubble tomorrow and starting his quarantine so that he can be ready to play in the postseason, even possibly on Friday on the final seeding game. So let's see if Donovan confirms or denies those rumors and where we stand with Dennis Schroeder. And then the keys to the game. I only have two keys for this game. Number one is energy because the Suns are a team. If you lack energy, they're going to be able to beat you with as high as they're playing right now. And number two is pressure on Devin Booker. Now, it's not been a one-man show. They've had some good performances out of, Andre, uh, out of DeAndre Ayton, out of Michael Bridges. They've had some good performances in, in Phoenix. But, of course, Booker's the head of the snake. How can Lou Dort match up against him? It's just fun to watch Lou Dort play basketball and defend. How will he match up against one of the best pure scorers around the NBA? Uh, Booker is one of the best scorers. How does Lou Dort kind of combat that? And then, uh, if Andre plays and gets that assignment, how does Andre look against a shifty, uh, agile guard in Devin Booker. I really want to see that assignment as well and how the Thunder combat Devin Booker moving forward. The Suns are a fun story. They've been a fun team in Orlando. Uh, I like I like this ride they're on right now, honestly. I would like to see them in the play-in game, but obviously for the Thunder, you want to win this basketball game. As of right now, the line for this game is the Suns favored by five points. It opened at plus two for Oklahoma City. It's moved all the way to plus five. For Oklahoma City. This is a tough area to be in. I would go ahead and put my money on the Thunder. Just gut reaction right now, not knowing the status of a lot of these players, but hearing what we've heard so far in the media availabilities, it sounds like Adams will be back. It sounds like Noel will be back. It sounds like they'll play their guys. My only concern is if we get a late report about Chris Paul sitting out or Gallo and Chris Paul sitting out and how that all goes into it. I think that five number in general is a stay away number at home, but for the purpose of the segment, I'll go ahead and bet on it and I'll take Thunder plus five. Probably going to continue our losing streak here. Uh, I think we're on a three-game skid if we lose this game, so uh, that's not going to be good. But the Moneyball pick is, of course, the leader and three-pointers for the Thunder. I'm going to go with Mike Muscala. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes in this game, uh, just being the nature of the of the beast, the second half of back-to-back. I don't think you're going to want to stress out Gallo, even if he does play or if he doesn't play. Uh, then that means that Muscala will play even more. So I think that Muscala will be your money ball pick today. Let me know your predictions on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S? If you don't have Twitter, email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. And that's all we have for today. Tomorrow we're going to recap this game and keep moving forward here inside the bubble. Then we'll get into the NBA playoffs and just keep it rolling on Locked on Thunder. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.